We're talking travel on to a new RFM. Sally Lucas, uh, well, there's some great things coming up as, as states are opening up. One of them is a very special state, in fact, part of Australia, and we're going to talk about that today. We certainly are, Jane, and it's one of my favourite states, which is Tasmania, our Yay. lovely little southern state way down south. And it is opening up to us to fly down there from next week on the 6th of November. And hopefully by the 1st of December, the plan is that we will be able to drive down there so you can board the Spirit of Tasmania, of course, to go across the, the strait, uh, which is a lovely way of doing it as well, to take your own vehicle and you can stop at some lovely spots Hopefully Victoria will be open to us by then as well, in which case, you know, you can break your journey in those beautiful places in the lower snowy mountains like Brighton, Beechworth, and, or you can always go the coast road one way and that the other. It's a lovely uh, driving holiday to do, but having said that, if you haven't got the time, there's nothing wrong with flying down, doing a tour if you don't want to self-drive, or of course hire a car and do your own thing, which is a fabulous thing to do in Tassie because you don't have really any long travelling days. Um, your distances are quite short. Um, the only one where you have a little bit more, if you like, rugged driving is, of course, on that west coast, that wilderness, beautiful wilderness area. Um, but yes, it, it's a part of that is a dirt road as well, or it was last time we went. Whether that's changed, I'm not sure. That was only about two years ago, though. Mm. Um, so yeah, this is fantastic that it's opened up again, and I think Tasmania can't wait for us all to be down there. Um, they love showing off their country, which is their country, their state. We think of it as a separate country sometimes, don't we? But it is a state not a country, and they have wonderful produce as well as, of course, wonderful scenery, wonderful wines, wildlife, etc., etc. So you can do it in so many different ways, and we've been down there a number of times now, and each time we try and incorporate, you know, something a little different, but you still go back to your faves. Um, And, of course, Launceston is a lovely city in its own right, um, as is Hobart, and they've both got lovely restaurants and, you know, fantastic places, a lot of history, beautiful buildings. It's, It's just gorgeous, the whole place. Lovely place to stay too. Yeah, well, everything from, you know, your five-star down to self-contained, if you wish, apartment-style, do your own thing. Um, the markets, of course, in Hobart are a must. They're, they're at Salamanca Place. I reckon they're some of the best markets you'll ever go to. They're, they're genuine. It's not trashy. You know, lots of handmade stuff, artisans, you know, craft, food. I mean, the scallop pie. You can't go to the Salamanca markets without having a scallop pie. They're beautiful. Um, the seafood down there, of course, is beautiful if you're there at the right time of the year when the the craze come and I think that's about February mm-hmm. um, so the re- recommendation is if you're not there in craze season they suggest you don't order because they're going to be frozen have would have been frozen go for scallops yes yeah, so go for whatever's fresh anyway and there's so many waterfalls and so many lakes in Tasmania um, it's just surprising and I know one of the times we went uh, hopped off the ferry and just driving from Devonport we were going down to Launceston for our first stay and we just, you know, went off the track a little bit and went into these falls, uh, not short of, or near Deloraine, I guess, the Liffey Falls. And, oh, what a pretty, you know, cataract or cascade of falls they are. So that's just something you can just do on your way on your first day, you know. The day we went, it was absolutely horrendous weather. It was bucketing down, the raincoats, the right shoes and umbrellas and off we went and of course the falls were wonderful um, as you can imagine. Mm. And then you've got the coastal road which we we did and um, so you can go across there and do those lovely places including of course Freysenay National Park Bichonneau, Swansea etc and Freysenay itself is just gorgeous again, Wineglass Bay etc though I still think we've got one that's almost as good as that and that's actually Bennett's Beach at Hawksnest. It's got that same sort of shape with the mountain 
at the end, and it's um, yeah, it's it's very similar in some respects, but it is a very pretty part. And you've got a lot of history again, lovely old historic churches and buildings coming down that lovely coastline. Um, of course, you eventually can come into to Hobart. Richmond, of course, is famous because of again its history, the beautiful old bridge, and again some wonderful stores there that sell you know handmade furniture, antique furniture, all sorts of things. It's a lovely place to visit, and a great restaurant there as well. That's a very good reason for taking your own car if you're buying something. Well, that, it is, uh, Jane. That's why we lines. like. Yeah, that, we like doing that. And we actually have a car fridge as well, so we can buy some nice cheeses. Of course, we've got a four-wheel drive. You know, you can buy some nice cheeses along the way and pop into these cheese farms or chocolate farms or wineries or all sorts of. Uh, there's a beautiful um, salmon farm where you can get this gorgeous fresh salmon and all these different products made from salmon. So yeah, absolutely fantastic. And that I mean, well, I've only just got to Hobart. I mean, <laughs> we'll uh, carry on in Hobart in just a yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, because it's a it's a little state with a heck of a lot to offer. We're talking travel on to NURFM. Sally Lucas, we're in the wonderful, well, one of the smaller states, in fact, the smallest state, I think, in Australia, the wonderful state of Tasmania. And we've done a bit of touring around already, this program. Where are we to next? Okay, Jane, I did forget to mention on the way down the coast, you near Triabunna or just at Triabunna, you can get um, a ferry across to Mariah Island too and stay there and there's wonderful walks, etc. So that's something you could incorporate if you're coming down the coast as well. And then, of course, south of Hobart, it's it's beautiful all down around that Huon area, the Huon Valley. I mean, they did have some bad bushfires there, but I think everything's probably regrown now because I remember the treetop walk was actually um, damaged, but hopefully that's all, all, you know, done and dusted now. And that's a lovely area, and you can go all the way right down to Recherche Bay, um, right down the bottom there, which is fantastic, uh, Cockle Creek, etc. That's about as far as you can go, and that's wonderful. And all around there you've got Jeeveston, Port Huon, Signet, and then from Kettering you can go across to Bruny Island. And Bruny's a beautiful island, and you just drive off the ferry there, and if you're an oyster lover like me, the first place you come across is a drive-in oyster bar. I thought, <laughs> wow, what a fantastic way to start my stay on Bruny Island. So a couple of dozen oysters later, yeah. Anyway, that was fantastic. It's yeah. also well known for its produce, isn't yes. it, Bruny Island? Yes, and it's got a fabulous lighthouse on it as well where you can almost got blown off, I think, the day I was there. I had to almost have lead, lead boots on. But, you know, it's that's Tassie. You get lots of different weathers in all year round. Like, you can't just go there in summer and think it's going to be hot. Sometimes you'll still get a, a dash of snow on Mount Wellington or you'll get a windy day. Uh, one November we were there, it was didn't get above 13 for most of our stay, and that was in November. Mm. So you've got to go prepared for all seasons when you go no to Tassie. No such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. <laughs> exactly. It's not bad weather. Weather does what it has to do, but, yes, it's it's just all beautiful. Out from Hobart going, even if you're not going all the way to the west, though, not far out of Hobart, you've got Mount Field National Park. Now, that is a beautiful national park, and it's got waterfalls in there, lovely walks, and that's where you get the tallest forest of, um, I can't think which variety of gum or eucalyptus, it is, but you just keep craning your neck. They are so tall. This magnificent forest of trees that you can do. And on the way there is where you can pop into the salmon farm if you want to as well. Um, so that's a lovely thing. It's just as a day trip. And then you've got New Norfolk where there's a beautiful restaurant there as well. Hobart itself is just full of gorgeous restaurants. And don't forget you've got Mona, the Museum of Old and New Art, of course. And it's and, worth catching the ferry, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, you can get the ferry across to there as well and have a little glass of champagne on the way over or the way back, whatever you prefer. It's sort of a, I don't know, I, it wasn't my cup of tea, but then it wasn't my style of art. But I still think you've got to see it 
just for the building alone. And even there, you've got a lovely restaurant and a vineyard attached. So, I mean, it's another reason for you to go. And it's just, it's a magnificent building. And they keep improving it and adding to it. It's very modern. Most of the art is very modern. Um, So, yeah, but I think you've just got to go and see it anyway. And, of course, they have their winter festival too down there, uh, their dark festival. And then they've also got the one at Cradle Mountain they have, which is a foodie one in, in winter. So everyone gets by the log fires and has wonderful food, etc., etc. Um, and, yeah, so you can go up through the centre too if you want to, like a lot of people like to do it each different way each time you go. I've only ever gone up the centre once. I've mainly done, you know, both coasts. But you can certainly do that. And there's a lot of history, again, as you're driving up through the centre. The sad thing last time, though, a lot of those little towns have virtually died now because they're not, they've changed the road and improved it to, make it a, you know, I guess an easier drive. But of course, then you're bypassing, you've got to drive off the highway to get into these little towns. And I thought that was quite sad that some of them, you know, a lot of closed shops, etc. Um, but, you know, hopefully they might regenerate like a Queenstown is doing the same. They've got these wonderful things happening in Queenstown where it had nearly died, you know, because no more mining, no more this. But they're really making that a very important tourist area now and they're developing it and you can go into this old theatre, uh, which is now like a museum. And, you know, and imagine that in its day they had all these photos there, this magnificent theatre back in the early days. And it's hard to imagine, isn't it, how many people lived there in that particular period of life when the mining was, you know, going ahead. But, you know, as I said before, Tassie has so much to offer, no matter what you like in life, whether it is being adventure-based, and some of the walks you can do are, you know, quite... Uh, hard, difficult, Um, Cradle Mountain Walk. I mean, that's a a five-day walk. And then you can do the Three Capes Walk, which is the one down out of Hobart now, which is a lovely one to do down there. You've got the Walls of Jerusalem, and that's a very difficult walk because you've got to take everything yourself. Um, So, you know, you've got to be a very keen walker or tramper and um, be prepared. No, no, we're walkers in this Yeah, we're not trampers. New Zealand are trampers, (laughs) aren't they? You can become a tramper when you go there. Yeah, yeah, when we go to New Zealand, whenever we do that again. Let's hope that's not too far away either. So look, Tassie, put it on your bucket list if you've never been. I know a lot of people say, oh, I don't know whether I want to go to Tassie because I've been to New Zealand. I say, hey, you can't compare apples and pears. Mm. They're two different places. New Zealand is beautiful in its own right, but so is Tasmania. Absolutely. Um, So, you know, this is where we can travel now. We need that money we would have spent to go overseas. We want everyone to be spending in our own country to help us become more buoyant, help jobs happening, help tourism, you know, and just enjoy our beautiful country. Yes. Travel is the subject on 2NURFM at the moment. Sally Lucas, we can't always go everywhere over the border by land, but we can sometimes do it by air, and tour operators are taking that opportunity as well. Yes, a lot more of that is happening now, Jane, with the result of what's happened with the pandemic this year. And, of course, we have a strong desire as Aussies to travel and experience new horizons. So 2020 has seen our sort of freedom of movement curtailed, but um, Kirkhope um, Aviation, which is a a small operation in Australia, but they do quite a lot of good uh, small group touring. I guess that's the way things are happening. People are going to feel more comfortable, you know, doing a lot of small group touring. So you're going and doing all these air safaris through different parts of Australia. And they've got a wonderful calendar um, put forward for next year. Uh, For example, in January, they do the Elvis Festival or a weekend in Strawn. They're just little three-day trips. Um, They've got an Ultimate Australia Day, four-day, fantastic Flinders Island February, they do Bass Strait, King Island holidays in the Tassie area. March, again, they do Flinders, all the great southern islands, South Australia's Fauna and Feast 
um, Tasmanian Wilderness Murray River Air Cruise and as well. So that's a seven-day. Um, they do Seafood Lovers Weekend Cruises. They do um, Murray River, as I've mentioned, Taste of the Outback, Broken Hill, Cape York, uh, the Ancient Flinders Ranges, uh, Kimberley and the Pilbara, um, Birdsville Big Red Bash, which would be fantastic to do, wouldn't it? I mean, that'd be wonderful to be there for that. Um, also, they're doing um, the Mar- Birdsville races um, and a whole range of other cruises, um, air cruises, sorry, I meant tours, air cruises, uh, throughout the year right through to December. So it's a big calendar. So that's an opportunity, as we said, the money that you might have put aside for your overseas holiday. Of course, small group travel is a little bit more expensive, as you can understand, because you are in a small group rather than in a large group where, of course, they can keep your prices down. But this is all-inclusive. It's very exclusive. Every seat's a window seat on these planes. You've got premium accommodation, etc. wonderful inclusion. So, you know, let's let's spread our wings, literally, and uh, try and see a little bit more of our own country next year and what a wonderful way to do it. Um, also, Jane, if the Pacific opens up, uh, Paul Gauguin Cruises have got some lovely cruises cruising around Polynesia next year, uh, seven-night itineraries out of Papiete, and they've got some great savings on those as well with 15 departures between April and December 2021. That's in the hope, of course, that the, that area opens up. But you're going to Huahini, uh, Bora Bora, Morea, and some other lovely outer islands in the French Polynesian group. So there's lots of things out there still available to do. Um, Japan, there's been some wonderful uh, options if that still opens up too. Um, They are suggesting that parts of Asia might open up sooner than Europe next year, maybe more towards the latter half, but places that have the real control there with Taiwan is fantastic how they've controlled it. And I was reading the other day how many ventilators and how many things they bought after SARS because they realised there would be one day another pandemic. So they were so prepared. So it's going to be a very safe country to go to and also have the knowledge they've got the medical wherewithal as well. So there's lots of other areas hopefully that will open up to us next year bit by bit, but we'll keep on top of it and let you know when that's all starting to happen. Well, thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we will talk travel again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM.